Wilson Hall presents Traveller, this is the third Imperium. Welcome to it. Did you guys pick a captain? Or were you just going to go for failing by committee? In a seedy space bar. When you say that's our plan... Imperial Anima. We're all up for stupid piracy. We are stupid. Well, all we've heard so far is me whittling on about a, 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 a bass triangle and um, basically uh, crunching um, hot and fiery crunch at you all. Well, I mean, no. I, I could just cut it at the point where we start playing the game and start the, rec- start the official recording from there. But <laughs> That's going to be a short recording. Well, I think that's what... That's um, what let me go and get... What we'll do, I'm going, to go, I'm going to go and grab my food and then we'll start the game. How about that? That's this idea. Cunning. Oh, we even have a Martin. Good Lord, look at that. Hello. Wow. One wow. time MC. Hello, hello. What's you have a beard. Head? I do. Beardy weird. Beard, I, I feel like I've joined the uh, Martin. All right. Okay. I mean, that's that's leaves two of us out, but that's fine. You carry on. <laughs> well, you yeah. enjoy yourselves. Uh, Roger, yeah, Martin, Martin, Roger. Hi. Hi, uh, Roger. Uh, you, you see Nick? They've got fantastic do... beards. We can't. We can't do that. Maybe. Yeah. No, well, I can scratch no. it. Well, we can, we can do it, but <laughs> <laughs> we, we, we've got less itchiness. So. Less itchiness, you reckon? Do At you least say... on your face. <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, I'm, there, again, I'm going to move away from this whole area. Let's move away from Jesus no, and groin. Did they have to shampoo them? Or, or do, you know, do they just naturally do condition in my case. I condition in oil. <laughs> do you? Oh, I have a brush. <laughs> oh dear! Oh god! Is this where the conversation's got to? Then is he succeeding to ruin? I, moving I, along I, just, I see I nothing's just... changed, does it, in the twelve months since I've joined the game? Attempted <laughs> to start the game, and then yeah, you here turn up. Um, just a second. I'm going to get my I'm food. Just... I'm going to repeat what I said. I'm going to get my food, and then we'll start the game. What are you having? Is it nice? Uh, no, it's a pot. Uh, it's, it's a, a pot, pot noodle. Vegetable. Oh. Something like vegetarian, so of course it's not nice. That was shocking. Did you get that? <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I've lost my character sheet. I've, done, I've been really clever and I've made like a character and everything and now it's not here. Hmm. Where is it? Oh no. Hang on. Oh, dear. Roger kindly made mine from Star Hero into Traveller uh, GURPS thingy. Yeah, you'll, you'll probably want to tweak it a bit, but it's a starting point. I've got no idea what to do with it. I'm just going to look at it. Well, you, you, you'll find out today what vital skills you don't have, and then you can add them. And just <laughs> remove something else. I've got 16 to fright check, which sounds pretty good. Have oh, we got another Hancock tonight? Um, no, apparently he's um, Emergency bike repairs. Firstly, he's Right. Oh well. Okay. This is. You've got Martin. You've got a hat on. I have. Um. I just. It's. I'm not cold enough for a 
jumper, but I'm just cold enough to need a little bit of happiness. Mm. I just thought. Yeah. I'm so sorry. That microphone looks impressive, though. Is that a microphone? I'm compensating. I wasn't going to comment on the size <laughs> of the gentleman's microphone. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I I'm, compen say, I'm entirely compensating. Um, like... Hello? Hello? Is this yeah. thing on? <laughs> Hello? Right. Shall we get on as it's ten to nine? Yeah. <laughs> we can at least make introductions, if nothing else. We can, it was, it was going to be an intro session anyway. <clears throat> now it's going to be a brief intro session. Okay, marvellous. Um, Traveller. This is the third Imperium. Welcome to it. Are any of you familiar with it? I'm sure some of you are familiar with the setting. I've played we... before, yes. Some versions of it. Nick, put your head Hello. On. That one? Yes, so you're familiar with the setting. Uh, uh, well, Interstellar Wars is set before the time frame hmm. we're in, I believe. Um, we're in the uh, the... Well, I would say the waning years of the Third Imperium. That depends on who you talk to. But the the short summary of the Traveller universe is that humanity went to the stars in the late 21st century. and They headed to Barnard Star with the invention of the jump drive, which basically you can jump any distance you like up to about six parsecs with the jump drive, and it always takes a week, however far you jump. One of the first things that humanity encountered was humanity. They mm. found a bunch of humans, a waning uh, ossified empire, interstellar empire. Um, waning because it had got too big. There's no faster than light communication. And so you can only talk to people, talk to your subjects as fast as a jump ship can get to the other end of your empire. So naturally so, what thought was, let's have a new empire and be bigger! <laughs> uh, yes, exactly. So, they were humane. They were humans at Barnard Star, but they were human. The the Villani Empire, I believe. I might be mispronouncing that. And uh, hu Earth humans, being Earth humans, they immediately attacked the Empire <laughs> and conquered it, um, astonishingly against all the odds, um, and became the Villani Empire was the first empire. The humans, from known as the Solomani, became the second great interstellar empire. And what they discovered was that humans didn't just live in Barnard Star, humans were scattered throughout the galaxy. And it became clear that some person, or persons unknown, had picked up humanity in a primitive state and, and um, seeded it throughout the galaxy, wherever it could live humans could be found. Mm. And the Empire occurred. Eventually, as empires do, it faded into the Long Night, which is very much like <clears throat> the Dark Ages. Um, and communication collapsed and civilizations twiddled their thumbs. Um, but, again, as the empires do, a third empire has arisen. What's, what's the wiggling? What do you make? Oh, you would think, think oh, by the third time oh. they would have learned, wouldn't you, really? <laughs> this time well, for sure. But this was, um, and that empire burned down and fell over and fell into this one. Except it didn't. <laughs> <laughs> but the third time... But the third one stayed up. No, so you yes. are currently a thousand years in to the third empire. 
It's like a house huge of brick, intergalactic empire. There are aliens in this universe. There are the Aslan, um, mm-hmm. who uh, resemble lions, but are in no well, no more related to lions than they are to uh, an asparagus. Um, but they look like lions. Um, there are the Vagir, who mysteriously are creatures, very much like in Red Dwarf, creatures descended from dogs, human Dog canids. I like the creatures, fact that in Earth canid creatures, but they live on an entirely different. Sorry, Martin, you broke up a bit there. For me, at least. Sorry, I was just, I, I was just saying that um, apparently, in, I like in Gert's I'm sure it's very witty. One of their, their disadvantages are that they're not allowed to kick because their legs go the other way, don't they? Whatever. What's the term for that, vet? The way a dog's leg goes compared to humans. <laughs> and they can't look up like children of the day. Is that right? I thought that was pigs. Same elbows. You see, I wouldn't expect many points. I, I think it's shared. Um, <laughs> I've got a fact. So, Amelia's not here. Yes, you can. Hello, Jason. Hello. A parsec is 3.3 light years for anyone, including me, who didn't know. Mm. Amelia Uh, would know. Yeah. would know. No one else. Is it roughly the distance to Barnard Star, maybe, from here? Roughly. The average distance between stars. Okay. Um, and so the the way the Empire works is very much um, constrained by the constraints of the jump drive. Most ships have jump one or two. They jump that many parsecs when they jump. Ships have three or four. Maybe the Imperial Navy's got access up to jump six. No one can jump any further than six parsecs at once. Which affects the way the jog more than six parsecs apart. Oh, I can hear myself. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's kind of amusing. Um, <laughs> I'm enjoying it. Um, so, in this setting, you, your various characters, who you're going to introduce fairly shortly, that might be difficult for you, Mars, <laughs> but we'll see how we go, um, have been summoned to the kingdom of Drynax in the Trojan Reach. The Trojan Reach is a narrow band of stars right out just on the edge of one of the fingertips of the third and it's a band of stars in between if you imagine my fingers as the third imperium and the Aslan Hyrex who are the warlike cat beasts and it's this band of stars that sits precariously in the middle constantly under the threat of domination by the Aslan Hyrex and possibly control the third Imperium, but at the moment it's a group of non-aligned worlds. Drynex is one of them. So, you currently find yourself, all of you, in a reception room in the floating kingdom of Drynex. Or the floating palace of Trinex, which is a palace that floats above the surface of the, the planet Trinex. And the reception is 
the reception room is incredibly opulent. It's um, everything you can imagine from one of um, Ludwig, Mad King Ludwig of Bavaria's. Um, it, it's uh, you're familiar with the guy. You know he's Um, that sort of opulence, but it is also filled with engineering works and pipes and tubes. And there are even in this reception room, which is the reception room right next to the throne of the the king uh, of Drynax, it's full of engineers working and tapping away uh, on uh, tablets. Uh, and and it, it's clearly, although it's uh, incredibly luxurious, it's also a working throne room. You're waiting to see Keith, who has summoned you to his presence. Um, you're not quite sure why, though some of you are from Drynex and have a bit more information. Do you want to introduce your characters while I stuff this pot noodle down my throat at this point? Um, we'll start with uh, oh, oh, oh. Roger. Thorak of Mahansel, you can call me Mahansel. Yeah, fascinating job, what? Yeah, lovely place. Grew up around here, you know. Ah, that's Sir Vorik of Mahansel. Do you want to describe yourself, Roger? A bit of a weak chin if one's going to get personal about things, but... Um, decently dressed in a, in a um, local local, um, local uniform with um, perhaps a little more in the way of gold braid than one might think strictly according to tenets of good taste but uh, one, one puts up with what one has to I think we're getting the measure of, uh, of Sir Roger at this point no 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 Anybody calls Sir Roger's going to I just call me Bansel it's simpler <laughs> Right. That's the ancestral estates. Yeah. Oh, yeah, so that's not like to meet anybody else from there. Not for any other people from there. Uh, and they're all dead as well. Which more anon? Um, Jason. Yes. Okay. My name's Gregory. And I smell, I'm not saying this, but you can tell, I have a slight after after scent of alcohol to me. I'm not very talkative, so I just come out with, I'm the engineer. You want engineering? I'll Splendid fella. I look at my shoes. <laughs> well, no, I wouldn't go that far. But I, I, can, uh, I, I can give you something for that hangover if it'll help. Depends what it is. That's, uh, well, just a small injection. Uh, no, I don't think so. <laughs> just, feel a, just feel a little prick and it'll all be over. You, how did I know the words a little prick with stampeding? <laughs> I, can make it, I can make it a big prick. If, <laughs> carefully scripted. I think you may already have done. I thought it was contractually, you know, sort of in there somewhere that I had to say things like yeah. <laughs> oh, do you remember how the sound checks used to be? Okay. Oh. <laughs> oh, yeah. Shocking. Shocking. We've all grown up a bit since then. I think. 
Mark, do you want to give us a, a, a taste of your... Uh, ah, right. Okay, so... <clears throat> yes, indeed, yes. So I am... Basically, um, I decided to go down the... I am Tunuk Tiberius Cake, or Tunuk Tea Cake, if you're uh, um, more interested. Um, Tunuk I'm, Can I remind you that your last character in my game was Sigame? <laughs> Just <to> say <laughs> Yeah, it's true. Um, so, Tunnock and Sid James, yeah, fantastic audio. Um, so, I am, um, well, kind of a sort of ship's officer. Um, um, I've knocked around the Trojan sector for um, most of my life. I've heard that way. That's right, up there uh, with the brick, Mark. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, you know. Um, I um, was once more um, aligned with the Imperium Navy that I currently am. Um, in fact, they'd rather like to have a little chat with me. Uh, let's see, what else? What Astonishingly else? and gratifyingly, you've picked the Imperial Navy as an enemy, which is going to give me no end of fun. <laughs> um, I wear glasses. Uh generally seems to be quite a nice guy um, and um, I'm probably better than anybody else you've seen uh, whizzing around in things like back suits and generally being a spacey space person. <laughs> Hang on, how would we know? Have you got a great big tablet in front of you saying I'm really good at this? Do <laughs> um, we not know each other? It's up to you if, if some of you want to know each other. I'm... Yeah, I probably would make sense that I would know Another, because I'm, because I'm, because I'm guessing that I have been pulled kind of out of being, not quite retirement, but um, being hidden quite quietly out of sight for. Uh, for Are you development. from Drynex, Mister Mister Cake? Uh, no, I'm probably more, but I've probably been there for a while, and Drynex okay. has kind of given me a, um, a little. Um, I should put it this way, um, a little reason to. Just drink cake for a little while. Well, I'm quite. Uh, uh, well, they're about drink to. Cake. Um, just as. Mm. Excellent. Have some of those. Mm. Liquidized cake. Mm. I, d I didn't say that. Good grief! Oh, local brew. Uh, vacuum stalls. Don't know how they make it myself, but terribly clever chaps. Mmm. That's the um, main purpose of the, 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 the exercise, after all. Mm. <laughs> I like the fact well, that you're all going to be absolutely three I do, well, if you'd lived here as long as I have, it would be to regard this as a priority. <laughs> <laughs> um, did I miss Martin, or have we not done Martin yet? No, 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 I was, I was just waiting for you to turn up. Um, there's a, a sort of he's, he's not dressed at all in the local garb um, a sort of angular chap comes up and sort of looks every up, everybody up and down um, sort of has quite an appraisal of all of you in a rather curious fashion and introduces himself as uh, Dr. Tycho Kirin um, latterly of the ship Nutmeg 
um, looking for a berth at the moment. So looking for work. You mean um, a ship board position he's, rather he's, than he's a, Yeah, he's a ship's doctor. Between contracts. What was it? What was your name, Doctor? Sorry? Uh, what was your name, Doctor? Doctor? Uh, um, Give me the news. Tycho. Tycho Kirin. Tycho Kirin. Nice. Nice traveller name. <coughs> now then, uh, there are a few other people who are not quite so clearly defined as you sitting in this um, in this reception room um, because they are possibly not quite appearing in this episode just for the moment, but they are there. Ghostly <laughs> figures. Um, now, those of you who are from Drynax, or those of you who have any interest, know a bit more about the place. The reason you're on the floating palace is the world below is completely devastated. Some war, some centuries ago, destroyed it. There are, it's basically post-apocalyptic world down there. There are a few survivors scrubbing about uh, in the ruins. There are a few tribesmen. But the Kingdom of Drynax more or less consists of the floating system. And that's it. Uh, it's all even those of you who don't know a lot about history know that the Kingdom of Drynax was once much more than it is now. It was a, a, a world-spanning sector-spanning empire, if not quite intergalactic. And you have variously asked to come and meet His Grace, King Olaf the Sixteenth. You know, even the king of a floating palace is still a king, and it might be an interesting opportunity. Well, I'm looking for work, so as I say, that's... Uh... Well, you have all at some point worked on starships in some capacity um, as engineers, pilots, um, medics, uh, second in command. Is that a thing? Is that a thing people are? You're not so a good at. A number two? Yes, a number two, if you like. Well, they're um, number one, strictly speaking, actually, so. Yes, number one. That's a good point. Yeah, number one. Um, at this point, so as you're sort of quietly sighting, you're welcome to be talking or chatting. Uh, so Vorik will know much more about the history of Drynex than the rest of you, but it's up to him whether he... Uh, so, 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 so Roderick, so Vorik, isn't it? Um, oh, absolutely, absolutely. But it's up to you uh, if you want to be not... talking. Um, nothing you can't worse, help than, a, nothing worse than a dead silence, is what I always say. If you can't think of anything to say, we'll think of something else to say. <laughs> oh, splendid for what's, splendid uh, what, for what, a what very um, um, yeah, like? physical sort of chap. Not not so much up not so much upstairs, but then who is these days? Require the meeting, then I think. Um, so some like... very ornate double doors at the end of the reception room open, and a, a thin man dressed in the dry next um, livery uh, of, of a page uh, <clears throat> walks towards the group and quietly clears his throat with his hands clasped. Well, speak up, man! Speak up, man! <clears throat> the uh, the 
king. Good, eh? The king will see you now. Uh, the next follow-up. Okay. He leads you through into a large-ish throne. It's not enormous. Um, it's very much like the kind of size of um, Queenie's throne room in Blackadder the Second. You know, <laughs> it's not enormous <laughs> and rather similar in decoration. It's not enormous. A little bigger than that. About the size, yeah, a bit more open plan, but uh, but not not far off. There is a a large. It's kind of a recliner at the back of the room. It's not quite a chair, on which sits an immensely fat man, um, who lifts his head as you approach. He's he's um, uh, what do you call it? Flanking. Um, on either side of you. Flanked. What's the word? Flanked. The breast. Good grief. <clears throat> Not flanked. He is flanked by several um, guards. <laughs> so uh, uh, he's not—they're not doing anything to him. You know, it's, this isn't an active <laughs> thing. They're just standing there. Um, well, you did say he was uh, a very two, um, two of the king's guard um, stood on either side, uh, and the fat man, uh, Page, gently ushers you in and says, "His Highness King Oleb." The, and the, the fat man waves his hand. Oh, no need to uh, dispatch with all that. All that bother. Ah, Savoric. We uh, we got. Uh, uh, I've got your name, Savoric, because I'm so <laughs> fat. Um, <laughs> how do you pronounce it again? Savoric. That's right, Savoric. Good to see you, good fella. And the rest of you, I, as you know, I shall make some a small the... bow towards this king. Good. Good to see someone respects the rule of uh Well, me. And I, as you probably have worked out, am King Oleb, 16th of my name, ruler of the Kingdom of Drynex, Bumpty Ump, Emperor of Sindai, Lord Admiral of the Stargard, Protector of the Whatnot, and Duke of uh, the other thing. Uh, and uh, you're probably wondering why I've gathered well, one. Of course, you imagine. Are you? Yeah, we are wondering. I am wondering, right? Yeah. Um... Don't, oh. uh, don't have to hang on any of that protocol nonsense. We'll get things a lot better if you just uh, speak, to you, speak your name. Uh, speak your uh, not your name. I know your names, I think. <laughs> um, You'll notice as, he, mind. as he's talking, there is, uh, beside the King's Guard, there's a very tall, um, thin man standing very, very still. He's dressed not in uniform. Uh, and his face is completely impassive. He looks sort of in his mid-thirties, maybe, but it, it looks like he's had a heavy dose of Botox right in the face because it's just completely expressionless, not moving at all. Um, he glances over at you and says nothing more. Now then, what do you know about this Not place? the best of times, but then when has it ever been? Except just before the war, I suppose. But then there was the war coming. Yes. Well, right. 
What about the lot of you? Well, I'm only newly arrived, uh, Your Highness, so uh, I'm afraid mm. I know very little about the kingdom. Do you know many kings that have a throne like a recliner and sit in a tiny throne room? You know what happened to my throne room? I'd make it into a bloody hangar. Didn't have enough room for anything else. Bad times, Your Highness, bad times. My kingdom's half destroyed. I'll tell you why. My ancestors got bloody greedy, that's why. Used to span 30 star systems, Kingdom of Drynax. And now it's this recliner. It's a sad time. It is indeed. Bloody sad. You're going to get me out of it. It's a very nice recliner. I say, do you have a plan, your majesty? I've had my top men on it. Uh, Let me rephrase. (laughs) (laughs) Surely there's not only room for yourself, your majesty. (laughs) I'm looking at the floor. I'm looking at the floor in disbelief of all this, looking a bit grumpy. But you mean you mean right now, or do you mean your character? <laughs> I mean my character. <laughs> As for me, this is just normal standard stuff. <laughs> yes, yeah, this is standard grumpy looking. I tell you what happened. My ancestors, uh, kingdom of Drynax, you see. Before the Drynax, uh, it's it's hard keeping up with the empires in the Trojan region. Sindal, Sindal Emperor came before us, of course. Bloody barbarians, a lot of them. Aslan's put pay to them. Quite right, too. Bastards. Barbarians. But my ancestors, you see, they took control of the Reach. Kingdom of Drynax, as I say, 30 worlds. 30 star systems, many more worlds. It got so the Imperium and the Aslan couldn't trade without passing through the Drynax Empire. And that was the problem. My ancestors got greedy, slapped a 20 pen tax on anything that moved through. Well, those bloody cats didn't like it, did they? Turns out, they got just as much a sense of irony as your average human. When they destroyed the planet, they left this place standing. 20,000 people on a floating citadel, that's all that was left. Sort of a reminder of our blasted world below. And that's all we had. 200 years ago. And that's all we're left with. Bunch of nobles left. 200 years of inbreeding. Every bugger on this place has got a title. They're all sirs or ladies. But I've had a stroke of luck recently. You see, in the height of the Empire, in the height of the empire, don't interrupt. It's a body, Boric, whatever. Boric. <laughs> um, in the high part, our technology was second to none. Second, even to the, second, not even to the Imperium. We knew more than they did. We still do. We haven't got the bloody resources to build anything. Anyway, a year ago, we got a signal. An old Drynax Harrier, one of the best in the fleet, must have jumped in when our world was attacked, attacked by the cat. Unfortunately, they misjumped right into the centre of the Oort Cloud. Radiation killed a lot of them. It drifted through the asteroid belt for 200 years till we picked them up <coughs> last year. 
And that's what we got, the one remaining Drynax Harrier. The only one left in the entire galaxy. And I've got a plan for it. How, does it, how does it square up to modern technology, though, your highness? Still, still <laughs> far in advance, you'll see. You know a bit about ships, you all do. That's why you're here. She's fast. She's well, so, so, so you're suggesting we should take her out and do a bit of harrying, eh? Harrying, there you go. That's the spirit. That's what I like. Heard of privateers? Oh, I'm going to be busy. <clears throat> I know the sort of people you are. Well, hmm. I want you to go out and do what you do for Drynax. I've so got a letter of March for all of you. Issue, are we being, I was just going to say we're going to get issued a letter of Mark then, you are. You are. You're one step ahead of me. Well, behind me, a little bit, really. Um, yeah. See, problem with the letter of Mark, of course, you need an empire to back it up. I haven't really got an empire at the moment. That's where you come in. One Harrier isn't going to get me very far, or in tone, but I need you to build up the reputation of Drynax again. Get me money. Get me fame. Get the star systems on your side. Do what you have to. But I want the name of Trinex to rise again in the galaxy. And if it does, then by God, those letter marks will be worth something then. Uh, bold plan, Your Majesty. It's stirring stuff. Hmm. Of course it's a bold plan. It's one of mine. I might be as fat as a whale omelette, but I'm not as stupid as I look. Oh, something like that. But, but Your Majesty, <laughs> I do have a question. Can I ask a question? Could you just be a bit more you specific? Now is the time for questions, young man. Yeah. Pick your face up off the floor and ask it. Could you just be a bit more specific about what you actually want us to do? <laughs> well, that's your job, isn't it? I want you to go out ah. into the reach. You want me to spell it out for you? Piracy is the game, young man. There is this little Piracy. matter of the Imperial Navy. I say... For the king. Suppose we we, we, we have to clean up the pirate threat. <laughs> oh, that, that would get us some points, wouldn't it? Yeah. As long as you well, yes, yes, make some bloody money, <laughs> I don't mind how you do I it, but I do need money. To be fair... Um, I've heard the Imperium Navy called. No, no, things, see, see, now, I've read about this. What you do is you, 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 you go out and do some you know, piracy and jolly good fun and um, bang, bang and um, all the ransom and all that. And then you turn up later and say, gosh, we've just blown up all those pirates. Aren't we marvellous? And everybody says, yes, gosh, you should be ruling our planet. I, I think there are some bits in the middle I didn't really pay much attention. Long words, you know. But there's many star systems in the reach. They've all got their own problems. You can find out what they are. Help them with it. If you're worried about the Navy, I'll tell you this. The Imperiums, it's big, but it's sleeping. It takes a lot to rouse a giant like that. You keep quiet, keep under trade up. It's got other fish to fry. 
Yeah, I'd be quite. Too like young. any of you are enemies of the Imperium or anything like that. No, I'd be no. shitting myself if I was. No, no, <laughs> no nobody's going to be that stupid. <laughs> and I don't think the throne could cope with that. Okay, so to paraphrase the. Plan, so, young man, you want me to be more specific? Let me let me read directly from the adventure then. Carrier, <laughs> um, <laughs> and you kind of like slide across the stars. Attack fuel depots. Take what prizes you can. I'd rather you didn't kill anyone if you didn't have to. We want to bleed the merchants until they go crying to the Imperium, and then the Imperium, rather than worrying about stretching their already stretches over sort of gotta find their favourite client kingdom and that's gotta be us. Piracy is part one of the plan. Part two is all those worlds out there. Make them our allies. Stell stolen goods, defend them from raiders, recruit crew, give them a taste of the wealth and make sure they know it's all under the banner of Drynax. When the time comes we offer the Imperium a deal. Recognize the kingdom of Drynax. Splendid, splendid, yet. Absolutely, sir. What do you say? Any of you up for it? So, remind me again that this will involve. No, us, um, no, 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 up, no, no, um, no, 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 or not, not until you're a bit little... more... It's a little bit... i tell you what I want of you. The principal thing I want is 10% of anything you make. And... Do you have any particular targets in mind, Your Majesty? Is there anything that you've heard, any rumours, anything that we should go after to start with? I'd go out looking for trouble, if I were you. I'll tell you what, I'll upload a map to your space... PDF mails, and you can have a look at it. Uh, see what's in reach, and I'll tell you a bit about the places. Well, not me. I got five much to do, but I have people that can do that for you. Hey, you want to see her? He leans forwards and sort of wobbles off the chair a little bit. Mm -hmm. That would be very good, you monster. Let's go and have a look. Well, you go and have a look. Um, he waves, and the page, and the the thin man with the very still face approaches you. Um, and the, the the thin man doesn't say anything at all. Um, Sir Vorik, you will recognise the thin man as the prince, the son of the king. Highness. Uh, uh, prince Harrick. So he inclines his head ever slightly. Um, and as you do that, a, a younger woman comes out from behind, uh, from a door behind the throne. She's not been crouching behind the throne. Like, you know. <laughs> um, oh, we seem to have lost Martin. Um, and approaches you all. I'm afraid you won't get too much out of my brother. He's been in stasis for a while. Um, and anyone who knows anything about Drynix will know that the prince was very badly injured in an attack uh, when... The Drynaxians <coughs> conquered their one territory, which is a neighboring planet, which is a small agricultural world. Um, and he was so badly injured, he had to go into stasis. 
until he could be healed, which took about 20 years, and he's been out of stasis about three or four weeks. Mm. And hasn't really said or done an awful lot since then. Your um, Highness. I am the Princess Rao. Um, there's the woman. <laughs> that was that was it. I don't know how you managed to get that. That was one. good, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> I, I think um, she good. extends her hand for um, you to kiss it. Well, you to do what you like. While they're doing that, I'm going <laughs> to neck something from my hip flask. I can't take it anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. But it was quite well done. <laughs> it's disturbing. Um, I don't know if my father mentioned. The final part of the deal. She's saying this as she leads you out through the reception room. But it is that one of you will marry me when Dranex is restored. Quite who that will be, I don't know. Those of you who who are not completely interpersonally perceptive may may feel a a pair of eyes on your back briefly, just wondering how how armoured your backs are. I'm stepping backwards a bit from that princess. <laughs> it will be purely a marriage of politics and convenience. Mm-hmm. Uh, That's what you say. So many things are possible, the royal family. Back off a bit more. <laughs> oh, I'll shuffle off with, um, with the engineer. <clears throat> no, you're not too close, pal. <laughs> oh, this seems working well already, isn't it? Anyway, Um, please follow me. She leads you uh, across many. The reason there's always people working and tapping away is, as well as being an incredibly opulent palace, this place has to support life. And so, pretty much anywhere you go, people are living inside huge ballrooms. There's families living. They are making their living amongst the most opulent treasures uh, against. paintings and jewellery and the most wonderful statues they are scrubbing their scrubbing their pants and uh, doing their laundry and all manner of just normal living things it's a strange contrast this palace between life and opulence how does the economy but, uh, you're led through the palace question question how does the economy work? how does the economy work they've got no, no yes. exports they've got nothing <laughs> Just a, just a thought. Well, the way their economy works is that they are slowly selling off their incredibly valuable... I mean, Tronix was a huge, uh, hugely important empire, and it's got, you know, they've got caches of, uh, made of um, iridium, much like the emperors. And there are many, many treasures along those lines, each of which is slowly getting sold off. The other thing they get is still a very high-tech... Uh, is knowledge, and so they get students visiting them all the time, and that's uh, part of their economy. They live off hydroponics, basically, because they can't live off the ground below. But, you're right, they're struggling. They're scraping a living together. They're certainly not advancing. And every day that passes, they have to sell off another one of their heirlooms, and sell off a bit of their past to secure their future. Uh, Well researched. Gold star. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, we scripted um, this earlier. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what it's still, it's still planned. Ask, ask me about ten minutes in, Jason. 
Um, so you're led through to the hangar bay, the old throne room, which has long since been converted into the closest Trinex has to Starport. It isn't, isn't quite a Starport. There's no Star Dock. Uh, it can repair ships, but it can't build. Mm -hmm. But it's, you know, it's, it's impressive. It, it used to be the throne room, but it's long, long since changed into practical purposes. Um, and there, at the back of the throne, sitting Gleaming in the, the light of 10,000 chandeliers is the Drynax Harrier. The Drynax Harrier class commerce raider, to be precise. Ooh. There she is, a thing of beauty. Or Klingon Bird of Prey, as it would be known if we didn't have copyrights. Or Klingon <laughs> Bird of Prey. <laughs> oh, look at the ring binding on that fold. Tell you what it was. Um, it's. It was painted in the livery of the Drynaxians that has long since uh, faded away and then it's time in the York uh, cloud. That's a good point. Don't, don't we need to sort of hussy this up a little bit but, to make yeah, it look a bit, a bit more like a pirate? A vacuum right? paint, I'm sure I can make, make something. That is up to you. I'm going to leave you to have a look around. <laughs> Skull and crossbones and that sort of thing. Well, I'll leave it to your imagination. Yeah. Because it looks it looks pretty lethal as it well, but we want to look a bit more, you know, friendly. A friendly pirate vessel. Well, so we can get closer, you see. More flowers. Well, a flower you, She used to be called the Verhug, <laughs> but like you're the, very welcome. It'd be like the mystery <laughs> machine, wouldn't it? Yes. <laughs> 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 um, our technicians will. Um, uh, will give her any delivery you require. I mean, you're very welcome to have a look round. She Easily. is a little damaged from her time uh, in the Oort Cloud, and unfortunately we lack some of the materials to repair her, but... Absolutely. Have a look round. Give her a spin, so, if you like. Um, like I don't know if my father made one thing clear. Well... One thing more that we're not made clear is that this ship is not you to do the job. And at the end of the oh, at the end of the tour, she's coming. Have something bigger by then. Of course she is. Yeah. Um, she leads you across a uh, an extending gangway that leads up to the uh, the cockpit of the the Harrier, um, mm -hmm. and taps on the entry code to the airlock. She's all yours, gentlemen. Please. I'm Look devastated, around. Your Highness. I will leave you to it. And she... Uh... Push past her. We'll talk later. Okay. Yeah, she's yours. What's your... Um, uh, so, we have um, a ton of... No, I'll head in. Heading up, <laughs> heading up to the bridge. The inside of the Harrier, Tarnak, you will notice, is... Again, incredibly luxurious. It's much like the, the inside of this palace. It is. The Drynex went in for luxury in a big way. It's a bit over-opulent, actually. It's all very Jules Verne in there. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All brass knobs and, and oh, um, shiny. Sorry? Uh, it's a bit steampunky in its look. It is. It is. On the inside. On the outside, she's sleek as a... Sean Scruton. Charming. Um, and well, there was because anyone who has, let's see what kind of um, 
let's see what this would be. Probably you could have a high melting roll at minus four, or our engineer. Right, that pilot is. Piloting it is. Uh, or just an engineer roll, Grigori. Oh, sorry. Uh, how, how do I do that? I've got... Uh, 3d6, a roll under uh, your... Engineer? Okay. I made minus 2. With, with, with minus, minus four, four, med piloting by 1. Okay. Made it by 1. Okay. I've made it by and... 6. Okay. Uh, the... Uh, even just on your cursory glance at this ship's uh, skin, it's armoured, and it's armoured with a kind of material that you don't recognise. Obviously a very high-technology material, but the armour is also quite clearly damaged and not as effective as it could be, and could do with some repair. Mm-hmm, okay. Is it just us in here now? Are there, are there uh, she's... Yeah, she's... Uh, she, yeah, the ship is your... Oyster, otter, yeah, right, okay. any kind so, of uh, small mammal. An oyster is not a mammal. Take a, I take a quick that. neck from my hip class, starting to feel a bit better. Does this seem a okay. bit odd to anybody? The fact they found this high-tech ship from the past, they're letting us have it, do piracy, well, you know. they only want a 10% cut, or am I missing something? Takes a well, well, you know, it does if, seem if, very generous. If, if we so take it away and uh, don't bring it back, they'll probably put <laughs> yeah. my entire family to death. Not most waste of space, most of them anyway. Well, that's you covered, but what about the rest of us? Take, I take another swig. Um, engineering roll again, please, Grigori. Oh, okay. Hang on, let's dice on the con. Uh, yes, made by four. Okay, it's probably not quite as altruistic as it first appears, because a ship like this is going to cost quite a lot just to keep in the air. Um, and so you're going to have to make some money just to keep it going. In fact, by a rough estimate, you reckon probably going to cost you. Oh, I don't know, what did you make it by four? <laughs> I would say it's about eighty-nine percent of our earnings. That's what you're about to tell me. Isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, a ship of this size normally, just to keep uh, in sundries and equipment and, and minor repairs, would probably be about fifteen thousand credits a month to keep going. This you could easily double that because the, the technology is. Beyond what most starports could could easily have to hand, so they're going to have to import oh, things specially. Or to... Better still, so you're looking at about thirty thousand credits a month to keep in the air. Yes. What are the medical facilities like, Nick? They are good. They are good. Um, the medical bay is. Well, there isn't a medical bay as such, but there are. There's like a first aid station. It's not. This ship has got. Um, let me see. Two luxury cabins. Finally, open my ships. Uh, my thingy up. Does anyone mind if I open my thingy up? You can open it. You really want to? I can always cut the video uh, feed. Oh well, I probably. Uh, uh, there we go. Sorry, I've had to convert this ship into GURP spaceships, which is where all my details are. Yes, yes, yes. One of those, please. 
So while you're looking around the bridge, um, you notice that ah. Uh, tree cabins at the front. There are uh, six cabins behind that, and then uh, sort of a few bunk rooms as well. Room for another eight people. Uh, there is a small. It's more of a medical. Hello. If I minimise you, there's a small medical bay, but it's good. I mean, it's it's minimal, but it is advanced technology enough that if you keep it in supplies, it will. Uh, yeah, I, it, it's it's we'll be okay. better than most hospitals you've seen, <laughs> but it, there's limited things. It's better than the last ship I was on. So. It's I think you could all say that. What's the um, what did what did Android? Ah, good question. It has two hard points. Um, you can probably guess where they are on either pointy bit of the wings, um, one of which is loaded up with a, uh, uh, even though it's on the end of the wing, it's turret mounted so it can still spin around, it's a double particle beam. Particle beams are pretty advanced for traveller, most people have laser cool. cannons, maybe plasma cannons, particle beams are pretty advanced, though the, the Imperial Navy will have some, and some other advanced ships. The other hard point is an asteroid has gone right into it and melted it off. Um, so currently, it's only good for cargo storage. You can probably fit a few tons of cargo in there. I can tell you precisely if you want to investigate the cargo details, but it could be repaired at Not some good. cost. Two particle beams are still more armed than most small traders, and quite a few... Uh, quite a few mercenary ships as well. Probably not better armed than the Imperial Navy. Most ships, or most warships, would have a missile turret somewhere, but maybe that's what it was. You can't tell because it's destroyed. So, would it be sensible to go and raid somewhere that we can get bits to repair the Seems like a plan. Preferably not an Imperial Navy shipyard, I gather. They have um, chaps with guns and things. Mm. Mm. So, uh, have we got any kind of navigation officer that could tell us if there's anything like that within jump range? Oh, I don't know. Have we got anybody like that, Nick? Are you the navigation chappy? I might be. There are several small world. I can't find my would map. You like, would you like to make a roll? No, no, you know, not just knowing where ships are. There are, I mean, this is the trade route, or you're on the trade route between the Aslan Hyrex and the Imperium. So what happens is the Imperium tend to come about halfway into the trade route and leave the ships, and then the Aslan can't do it at the other end. But really where you are, where quite a lot of trade ships are unguarded. There are a few planets and starports nearby as well, so it's up to you if you want to look into raiding a starport might be a bit beyond your current armament or whether you want to pick on some poor trader, but there are certainly possibilities. Um, what I suggest you do is have a look at the map, because we're not going to get anywhere like raiding tonight, and I can tell you the constituents of a few of those worlds when you've decided quite how you want to go, but there's certainly starport 
uh, on the yes. map, which I did email, I think, or did, did it attach it. to? The starports are graded A, A to E from, you know, really high power, well defended, an A, to uh, basically a hangar bay at E. And you can look all these worlds up, but that will involve asking me directly. Um, I'm just going to get another drink, just a second. But have a think about what else you're going to look at. Well, I say it's not often one gets to fall in love twice in a day, what? The ship. Who was the other one? Yeah, that was my that was my question. Who was the other one? That's practically Les Majester. Nice from the queue there. Um, yeah, all right. Yes, I did notice the rest of the queue scattering away from behind me. Hello, I'm back. Hello, hello, back. You're all relieved, I'm sure. We're just, we're just talking about the queue to the princess, and who's at the back of it, and who's at the front. <laughs> uh, it seems to be one person at the front and everyone else at the back. <laughs> this didn't happen in Star Wars, did it? <laughs> no. Well, we haven't had the, the Han Solo type character turn up yet. Um, That's Mr. Tunnock, what are you talking about? God knows. <laughs> I mean, there are at least... Tannock is quite a boring man, really. Well, I mean, you don't know the jump this for a start, but there are certainly several star systems within one jump. Asim, which is the client world, there's Porn, Hilfer, Porn, P-O-U-R-N-E. <laughs> I swear. Where, where, where are we? Am I being you're on that. So where, on the if map, If you look where are on we? the map, Drynax, it, so the Trojan Reach... Is this area here? Uh -huh. You see, this is the third. Uh, where are we? This is the third Imperium. Yeah. This is the Atlantic. Oh, yeah. And the truth is this section yeah, so, in the middle. So we've got, so we've got um, two jump ones, um, two jump two. And if we were no, well, there's quite a few actually. We've got um, jump three, no, jump two. Do we know what jump capacity it's got? Very occasionally, traveller ships will carry enough fuel, more than one jump. But it, fuel takes up so much room on a ship that usually you do one jump and then you refuel and then you do another jump. You can refuel either by buying fuel, or if you have fuel scoops, which Grigor will already noticed this ship has by diving into a gas giant and sucking out the hydrogen and refining it. So presumably there's a fuel processor somewhere on board. You <laughs> can also, anything that's got hydrogen in will probably do. So you can also nick the water from a populated and this tends to be frowned upon. Hmm. Nick, <clears throat> would the Dynax Kingdom have access to ship manifests and timetables of things that are going to be passing through Dynax space. Uh, 
Yes, except Drynex is such a backwater that very few people pass through Drynex. It's still listed. I mean, when you got the summons, you thought, Class A Starport, this place is going to be huge. It was only on the trip that you realised Class A Starport is very much um, a misnomer nowadays because it's just this floating citadel. And so at some of the star chats are out of date. So the people who pass through Drynex are likely to be people who haven't done their research very well. Most people will go to nearby support or through or just above. If you look on the map, they'll often go through Blue, Clark and Torpol on the way to the higher right. higher, yeah. higher rate would they, would, rather would than Drynex. Would they go through um, Asim? The, yes, maybe... Maybe, and that is a client state. It's the only client state of Drynex. Okay, so that's the client state of Drynex. What about porn? <laughs> There's all manner There's of There's loads it. of it on the ship. <laughs> <laughs> I've just found oh, the we'll desks at the back. <laughs> porn, I can tell you a bit porn. Mark, Mark might have, sorry, um, um, Tunnock might have a point here. If we go for one of the lesser places and engage a ship there, they might be there because they are trying to avoid the authorities as well. So we might kind of gank a pirate without and sort of take on a legitimate target almost. So there may Possibly. be some there may be some merit in that actually. The people off the beaten track are probably gonna be off the beaten track for, for a reason. reason yeah. That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah now that whether that means you'll strike it lucky or not depends quite why they're on uh, on a random dice rolls, in fact. Exciting me. And um, why is Ergo um, a prescribed world? Ergo is a prescribed world, I can tell you that. So prescribed worlds generally prescribed by the Imperium, usually because there's either a war or a quarantine or just occasionally because they're feeling rather federation-y and they feel the culture on the planet would would be expo would be better not exposed to the technology of the Imperium. So occasionally. Ergo sorry, that was I that wasn't I, I didn't mean I was then drawing a conclusion from all that. I was actually going to yeah. pick up planets. Okay. I'm not right in saying that X is prescribed, isn't it? X, X just means no star. Yes, uh, the, the halo above it tells you it's prescribed. X means no prescribed because you see it's got a big sort of circle black line above it. Yeah. It's a circle around it, which I think it used to mean. I've got to yes, you're quite there. right. They can either be amber zones or not. Let me uh, have a look. I can't tell. Yeah, we're, we're looking at it in black and white, so... You are, yeah, I'm afraid, uh, the colour version. Uh, I mean, you've got plenty of time to plan your first move. This will probably be what the next session will be more about. But while you're asking, Ergo, Ergo was destroyed by a civil war between different members of the ruling council. Today, as far as you know, it's a wasteland inhabited by barbarian tribes. Strongly advise that no one visits there. No chance of good runners how, there. Then. How high was it beforehand? So the dry. How dry, high? Yes. Was it just the Drynex level, or? Uh... It was a vassal of Drynex, but that was hundreds and hundreds of years ago. Are you thinking there might be stuff left there? Uh, I think there might be cat there. Yeah.
possible. Possible. Well, we need to know what what jump, what jump capacity the ship's got anyway. If it's got jump one, we, we're stuffed. We're never going to get there anyway. So. Do you like to have a look around the ship that you've just been given? Yeah. yeah. So let me, let me take a look. Grigori, it's uh, it's lovely. It's tiny. I don't know how they managed to fit it into such a small space. You know, normally they take up I don't know for a ship this size. That the, the size of the jump drive is proportional to the ship, so they get bigger with the bigger ship. This is much more than you would normally expect. Mm. It's a jump two. You can tell straight away. Is that good? Uh, it's. It's not brilliant. Yeah. Okay. Uh, but most okay. ships, to be honest, jump one or two, unless they're particularly long range. So hang on a second. It's almost unheard of to have five or six. So if I look, very on, occasionally. If I look around the ship with my engineer's expertise, yes. is it the red hot thing that you know we're going to be able to do lots of successful piracy that we've been sold, or is it sort of a bit rubbish actually? Because jump two doesn't sound like it's very good. I, well, I would say maybe 200 years ago, it was the shit-hot thing that everyone that that they sold you on. At the minute, much like the ship's armour, much like the hard point, it leaves something to be desired. Okay. This so jump drive, you're you're not. It doesn't. It's not been maintained very well. You're not. So apart from the, how reliable it. The weapons. The armour, the lack of medical facilities, are indeed a really good target. We're fine. Plus the fact it's really yeah. expensive to keep running. Speaking of the engine, uh, that is a pretty... He was right, it was fast. I mean, you can tell straight away. The thing is going to go like shit off a shovel. Most, you measure, because they're reactionless drives, traveller ships are measured in the amount of Gs you can pull. Um, mm. Most ships are one or two... Two would be a fast ship. This thing, you wreck Well, make an engineering roll. I presume it's got some sort of in, internal inertial field, so we don't all die immediately. They're, they all have gravitational dampers in Traveller, and okay. artificial gravity, not to mention that. Okay, just checking. Ooh, missed by two. <laughs> okay, it's it's fast. You'd you'd have to take it out for a spin to can know we, how fast. Can but... we christen it the uh, shit off a shovel? <laughs> you could christen it what you like, but if you want to blazon it with a large turn, that's entirely up to you. <laughs> you know, I, I think we should we should get some of some thing. of that variable paint they talk about. Yeah, I don't know why the rolling stone. They talk about some of that variable paint so you can repaint the ship in an instant. Now that would be quite useful if you're pretending to be someone we weren't. Oh, is that is that about like flipping the registration plates in the car? Is it that kind of stuff? <laughs> and then there's all the business about transponders mm. and things. Well, while you're having your while you're having your tour of the ship, you note a few things. Um, it can carry sixty tons worth of cargo. Uh, about 60 of those tons are pressurised, so, you know, you can have perishables, or slaves, <laughs> as they're more frequently called, um, in there, if you like. Um, the It has a fusion power plant, which almost all ships do in Traveller, but this one, Grigori, do you want to make an engineering roll? Yeah. I mean, it's 200 years old. It will still work, right? 
Yeah, made by three. Most ships in they got about 50 years worth of fuel. Um, this one probably got about 200. It's quite an advanced power plant, and it has just recently been refueled. So, yes, you're, you're not going to worry about running out of fuel, at least on the reaction drive, the jump drive difference. Excellent. It'll just take us a thousand years to get anywhere if we rely on that. Well, uh, yeah. I mean, if you want to, if you want to travel sublight, then yes, you'll you'll die of old age before you. Yeah. So, how good a pilot would you need to be to handle this thing if, it, if it's such a monster? In um, how many G was it? Ten, uh, take it out and see what it'll do. You've no idea. You just thought it was fast. Um, <laughs> how? There is that. Yeah, it's a good point. Actually, Nick, I've taken. Uh, G tolerance is that actually worth it for? Depends on how well the graph lights work, old well, chap. On a spaceship, he's on a spaceship, so they're not complete inertial dampers. They just they you get a fraction of the inertia on the inside. Uh, it's up to you. It's still a handy. As Roger and I were discussing, I need to knock. Down a little bit anyway, so I might just take it off. So take uh, off your G tolerance. Yeah. Right, gone. There you go. You suddenly feel a lot heavier and yeah. less able to cope with walking. Yeah. <laughs> Not that much. Put some back on quick. <laughs> <laughs> right. Anything else you want to know about the ship? While you're having a look around, I mean, it is it is gorgeous inside. It is so beautiful. You could eat your dinner off it, particularly in the galley, which is obviously the bit that's designed for eating. Is there any, is there will, any food on it? I'll send you. Uh, yes, there's enough. Of, uh, there's enough food for six of you for about a week. Uh, sorry, about a month, about four weeks. So it can't make food. It actually has to be brought on board. <laughs> This is Star Trek, Grigori. And this isn't Grigori. He has got room for 260 tons of fuel, of, of food, if you like, if, if you're that worried about it. Okay. So it's a bit like but, Elite, isn't it, basically? It's a yeah, bit, basically, basically very like Elite. Elite was based on this, yeah. Um, it's. I mean, the life support systems are about four weeks on this ship. It's not. It won't go um, forever. General maintenance. Without... Refueling. Oh, you, yeah, you have to stop somewhere and get some more. But you oh, could no. fill the cargo hold up if you're that worried. You're going to get. You just fill the cargo hold up with oxygen and, and food. <laughs> and a jump to takes what a week as well as. A, as any jump one. takes to a week, however long it is. Okay. So you can jump in system, but if it's going to take you less than a week to do it, you might as well not bother. Could you hide by yes. jumping in system? Because you'd disappear for a week and then come back. Yes, excellent. The, the restrictions on jump, you can't do it within anything that's bigger than you. You can't do it within 100 diameters of that thing. So usually that means you have to get 100 diameters away from a planet. You look confused. No, it's good. Good with that. Um, or a sun. For instance, so that's when navigation comes in a bit. It's, it's plotting that sort of course. If you intercept that, 
distance. Usually, you'll just pop out of jump space. Not always, though. No, a jump space is a bit like quantum physics in that if you think you understand it, you probably don't understand it very well because it, it's fairly non-intuitive. Let's do that. Are we going to take this thing out for a spin? Yeah. Strap okay. in, chaps. You can um, I take it radio Samantha, through to the coal tower. Is Samantha our nominal captain then? Nah, I mean, if I needed captain, I suppose I will do the job. They didn't seem to object in the Star Guard. Yeah. <laughs> um, the, let me just check the control room. There's basically in your control section there are four stations on the bridge. It's, it's one of those bridges, much like a Star Destroyer, where it's got four seats either side and then a kind of a walky bit for the captain to walk along and feel important, if they want to. Mm. If your captain's also your pilot, you might want him actually sitting in the pilot. Mm, that would be good. Just, just a suggestion. Oh, I'm not how, about how good a pilot are you? Uh... Read some books, you know. Okay. No one knows anything about Drynex, so you've no idea, basically. No, I'm um, <laughs> But you can power it up. It seems to power up. You press the on button, turn the key. Yeah. I'll sit in the co-pilot. <laughs> for the short for this time. So, I mean, all the stations are interchangeable. So, the engineering or the gunner or... Yeah. There is an engineering bay on it. Not all small ships have one, but this one's got an engineering bay, which makes life for repairs much easier because you can get to the places you need to repair much Ooh. better. It's, well, it's I'll, better pop down, I'll pop down there so I can you know, monitor the system. And it's Will running. you instantly, when you talk over the tunnel, you'll just the ship's computer old chap. That we talk to you then. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's yeah. Scott's converter. Mm. <laughs> I'm so okay. lucky that. <laughs> Who... Whichever of you wants to be the Ahura can radio through to the um, the track null and say you're going to take over a spin. I've got computer operation, so I can probably just about manage that. Okay, I'm not going to make you roll to radio that you're, you're flying it. You do manage it. It's fairly. I mean, this stuff's fairly archaic, but it's very. It's not like semaphore so. or something. Is I haven't got to. You know. <laughs> Fair, so you've got to sit on the front and wave your way out. So. <laughs> now, now you can tell this, this is a ship that was Still built by a gentleman. There There's a place by the pilot's seat for me to stone a rapier. That's not a euphemism. Roger, 0990, you're cleared for uh, immediate um, getting out of the hangar. Um, <clears throat> sort of nonsense that comes over the radio. Mm. And Good, let's see what this thing can do. Immediate getting out of the hangar. Mm. Right, right, right. Stirring music. What, what's Stirring. your plan, Boric? Um, I don't know why that was stirring music came to mind. Are we just going to yes. drive around um, in Basically, normal get, space get out of the hangar in a, in a vaguely safe manner. Um, start climbing, get out of the atmosphere. Then start, then start poking about with the drive. Okay. Um, let's, let's fumble this, let's shall we? Let's have a simple piloting roll. Good lord. Oh, god. Funny. Uh, a success. <laughs> before, if he was a great no, it's not a critical, but it is, it is a success. Good lord, is that a critical? A 
Wow. Okay. Wow. Um, yeah, he's he's born to this shit. It may even be because he's literally born to it, but it's like an extension of his own trousers as he moves out of the hangar. It's it's smooth. You barely even feel it. Uh, you barely even feel it move, but you are moving. Grigori, would you like to make an engineering roll? Yeah, yeah, um, and, and as I do, can I just suggest that we uh, send a quick message back to the king to explain what we're doing, and not we're not, we're not just making a run for it, for example. What's he yeah, going to do he, about it? We've got his own. Would you please? We've got He's f- going to assume you're not just going to bugger off with his shit. Well, there's the rest of the Star Guard, but um, <laughs> one has to say that this is better than uh, the ships of the Star Guard. Individually. It's an awesome... It's an awesome 200-year-old ship. It's just a bit beat up. Okay. Needs some I've love. Got made by... Not that kind of Gregory. Hey, engineering. It stays in engineering, you know. We don't we don't talk about those things. <laughs> I'll turn off the intercom. That's why <laughs> you got thrown off your last ship. Um, okay. They, despite the very smooth piloting, you can't help but notice the, the engine... There's smoke pouring out of the know. thing. It, it's just, it's not, <laughs> it's not tuned right. You, it, it's, it's going bit... smoothly, but the safety protocols aren't quite teak. So the, the, the coolant system isn't quite perfect. You're just a bit worried. Mm. It's and not as reliable as you'd like. And that's on the made by seven, is it? God. <laughs> Fine. If you, well, on a made by seven, what I will tell you is that this engine is going to critically fail, not just on a three uh, or four, usually, but on usually five they fail on high numbers, old oh, chap. Jesus. Okay. Uh, yeah, oh yeah, sorry. That's what I meant. Not just on a 17 <laughs> or 18, but on a 15 or 16. On any number you care to roll, basically. Uh, basically, whatever so you have. As long as we fly straight ahead, we're okay. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. First gear only. First gear. Staying first. Um, Sir Vorik puts foot down. That was after all the point of it. As you fly. (laughs) Oh, okay. Sorry. I I just I I unmute myself on the intercom. Uh, Start up. We've got to be careful with the engine. It needs a bit looking at. Okay. He's going to take a moment to notice. As he slams the accelerators as hard forward as he. Well, before you do it, once you are up out of the atmosphere of Drynax and into open space, before you know it, you're pulling 5Gs in this baby, which is pretty impressive. There there are ships that do that, but a little ship like this with just one... Well, it's it's actually got a a couple of reactionless drives, but they're linked. It does... Yeah, a shovel. For its average trader, it's gonna be one, maybe two G at best. So there's a good chance we could um, run somebody down if they were uh, ahead of us. So as long as we got to them before they could, they could jump. Well, that the the vulnerable time is basically when they are trying to get out of their hundred diameter. Once they've refueled getting out of their 100 diameter, which sometimes doesn't take very long. So being a fast ship is quite useful, if you were thinking about um, t- grabbing them and stealing all their money. 
This ship currently doesn't have anything like uh, a grabby extender. Oh, I'm sure we can find somebody expendable to dap over in a vac suit and say... No, I'm um, sorry, stop me um, if I'm getting too technical. Give, give us all your stuff. Oh, I'm sure there's some form of words for this now. Mm-hmm. It has got a full array of vac suits. Um, vac suits, I don't know if you remember the Red Dwarf episode where Cat has made a gold bait suit. They're very much in that manner of... Um, Opulence. Excellent. We I've are going to be the Dundee anyway. Highwayman, aren't we? I've got my own anyway for that. Um, sadly, it's five past ten. We're going to have to draw it to a close fairly shortly. But I knew this was just going to be a set-up episode. Mm-hmm. But there you are. That is your mission, should you choose to accept it. Um, you, uh, it's very sandboxy that you can really do what you like though there are a few things that will happen whatever you do and if you run out of ideas i can bring those on you sooner but really the king genuinely has well, certainly seems to be a, num- a number of places we can take a look at what you want uh, that that cluster with clock in it that seems quite, quite promising mm-hmm. and pretty much anything going from going from one empire to the other is going to have to pass through there isn't it That looks quite key, yeah, so that, that looks quite useful. And we, it's also within Jump too. Is there some way of scanning these ships and finding out what they're carrying? Can we kind of loiter in system and find ourselves? No, you, can, you can't scan the cargo scanners, aren't that advanced? But you can, we, say, you can say this ship can we carry go to a local starport and get into some school duggery so we can start well, jolly and yes. things like that and finding out what they might be carrying? What, you mean using something like Streetwise? <laughs> mm. Not that I've got anything like that mine, but still. I, I've got, I may have a small amount, it's only a small amount of Streetwise, but I have some. The thing I suppose you've got to bear in mind when you're considering it to piracy is it takes time to offload someone's cargo. And because if the ship's far enough away from a similar jump, you're going to be relatively close to other people coming if they manage to get. You don't want, for instance, a thousand-ton freighter that's going to take you forever no, to offload no. it. I'd say well, what again, we need to do is just so find that a that ship with know, lots of anyway. rich passengers. Go for the vault, eh? Um, ship that mm-hmm. something like that might be an idea, or maybe yeah, a ship, ship this size can't carry a whole like lot of trade goods. Yeah, a luxury liner, or um, the other option for that would be some sort of yacht, you know, that's just, it's not got many... Uh, very traditional sort of thing, you know, haul up alongside, anything. storm on board, knives in our teeth. <laughs> so hang on, Alan, not so good, Not so good in a back suit, um, yeah. Lord, so, so where are we going to offload this stuff once we steal it? Ah, well, need, need, need a port with them. No, no silly questions being asked. Yeah. Mm. Yes, you'll need what, it. There are with, with my area knowledge of ocean sector. Yes. Would I know of um, a port of? I say. Well, you're looking at kind of friendly or neutral ports. I will send you a list of the ones we're talking about, but places like... Uh, oh, not that many. Um, Asim, obviously, they will probably take stuff. 
probably clerk world with lower level of law and so you might be able to find someone there places like Marduk Thieve Palindrome there's a few I'll, I'll send you a list of the key ports that you can you can think about offloading shit. I'd say it's still not going to be that easy, and you can try offloading them at Drynex, but they haven't got a lot of money. Oh, perhaps we should have there a is a merchant before there. we leave. Hmm. Well, there's a number of men. I was going to say, let's steal the stuff first and then worry about where we're going to yeah. offload it. Well, you you be... Yeah, you're probably into legal stuff. Usually but... 30%, maybe, if it's. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm not that keen on, say, for example, if Clark is where we're going to offload it, maybe then not actually sitting in our own backyard might not might not be a good back of an idea. So in other words, there are, I may not have mentioned there are numerous toilets on board. Plan, plan <laughs> I have. <laughs> what I will uh, do in the downtime, I'll send you a list of the nearby ports, whether they're friendly, you draw they've got a chance. Or suspicious or unfriendly or downright hostile, where you you can try and sell stuff, but you it might not be a great time to do it. So I'll send that on, and I'll send you the dry next ship itself, whatever you wish to. At the moment, right, cool. And there you are. Good start, Nick. Oh, well, really good. It's just an intro session, isn't it? But have fun, raping and pillaging. You don't. Have no, to no, 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 just pillaging. Just pillaging. <laughs> pillaging's pretty horrible too, you know. Yeah, um, by the way, is this, is this a good time to point out that the disadvantages that I have are, <laughs> are um, complete honesty and pacifism? <laughs> no. Keep quiet about that. Okay. Just thought I'd mention, you know. I, I honest, Jim. Aha. <laughs> I'm going to let you go. Marvellous. Um, right. Good night. See good you night, everyone. Good night, everybody. Good night. Bye. Bye. Bye.